Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it, GMGP. It is Friday, October the 6th, 2023. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with me, Jay Rich, the rest of the DD family. We appreciate you being in the damn building. Justin Fields, Jay Rich, Justin, Eugene Fields, balling with DJ Moore, who we got in the building, Marlon in the building, Jimbo in the building, Hunter Joe Green, Ty DeClaire, Tommy in the building, Jimbo, I said Jimbo, Patrick there, Rico in the building, Gentry, don't waste my time, Ray, don't waste any damn time, the people need to hear Jay Rich, thoughts on Fields and DJ Moore. Gentry said he don't want to hear it, man. He said, get to it, Ray. Get to it. We ain't got all damn day. Cut the music, Jay Rich. Cut the music. Cut the music. Cut the music. Cut the music off. Appreciate everybody being in the building. We got a good show on tap for y'all today. We are not going to play around. We're not going to play around. We're going to let everybody funnel in real quick. Get Jay Rich in the building because the show is going to be his. This is Jay Rich's show, baby. Jay, how you doing this morning, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, no, no, no complaints for me. It's been a good week of sports. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Thursday night football did not disappoint, and I'm um, having a good morning. So happy to see you. Happy to be here with the people. Happy the people are excited to hear me fire off takes. You know, Ray. Usually it's oh, you're so stupid. Oh, you're a hater. Uh, don't, oh, no, this. No, all that. No. We don't want to. And where are we? I don't where are we now? Are we back, Ray? Because I think we're back. I, I think people think we're back. Are people, we back? Don't try are to self-pity. Don't try to self-pity. Ah, oh, man. Self-pity. Normally, self -pity. people are so what, mean was, to me. Was it, was, it me, was it me who said, stay in the flames? We got the Broncos game. Now let's see him do it again. Now, we didn't get to do a show about the Commanders game, so we didn't get to talk about what could happen in the game. So we didn't get to talk about that. We don't have those takes in the universe. But I said, stay in the flames. I said that. I said, I don't know about the future beyond this season, but I said, this season, I think it's going to be good. The more conversation is where there is a conversation. But Fields, I've been there. People know, people who listen to the content, I've been there. Right. But more, uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll get to what you've said and what, you, what you've done later in the show. But we've got a, we've got a good schedule on tap uh, this weekend, this Sunday. College football, we got Texas OU this weekend. Yeah, got some good college football go. matchups. Yeah, the Red River rivalry is this weekend. So uh, just reminding me to stay away from downtown Dallas because I don't want those problems. And then there's a big Sunday night game that we're going to talk about between the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers, Jay. But uh, real quick, where are we at? We got uh, news, notes, injuries. We got some people coming back. What do we got? We got any? Uh, you got any injury news, Jay? I know for for one of the things, uh, Cooper Cup is practicing. Apparently, Cooper Cup is back at practice, opening up the uh, twenty one day window for them to activate him, put him on the active roster. What are your thoughts on Cooper Cup? What are your thoughts, Cup? Is he back? Is he not back? What's going to happen with Cup? 
I don't think Cup is going to be back this week, but I'd expect him to be back the week after that. You know, Sean McVay said he looks good. He looks somewhat healthy. The report, um, I mean, not that the numbers really mean anything, but they said 80 to 90% was the target goal for Cooper Cup in terms of what to expect from him. Other injuries, I mean, it's a lot of guys that are questionable, a lot of guys that might come back. Um, I know in particular... OBJ and Bateman are potentially going to play this week. Bateman was a full participant at practice. We're looking to Debo Samuel, obviously talking about the Sunday night football game. He's less than 100%, but everyone else is looking pretty good. And a lot of guys just banged up right now. It's week five of the NFL season. We'll see, but definitely check out uh, Jeff Mueller's pod on Sunday morning, dropping on the DD radio feed. That will have all your injury updates. But yeah, a lot of guys that are potentially going to be in, potentially going to be out, like Kyron Williams is back to practice. Chase Claypool, healthy scratch yesterday. Um, everything else is kind of like we'll see, right? Christian Watson limited, Aaron Jones limited, Frymouth didn't practice, Kenny Pickett supposed to play. Um, he was a full participant in practice yesterday, so we'll see with some of these guys. It's still Thursday, a lot of hamstring injuries, some calf stuff. Javante Williams returned to practice was another one, so he potentially could play. We got to see, right? I think the big one for me really is Elijah Mitchell, hoping he can play in that Cowboys game. Debo probably going to play, but hopefully Elijah Mitchell can play as well. Outside of that, man, we still got to wait and see with a lot of these guys. It's still only Thursday, you know, in terms of practice reports. So we're going to get Friday reports today, Saturday, and then ultimately we'll see what happens on Sunday. And uh, apparently Jonathan Taylor is practicing as well for the Indianapolis Colts. Do you think he plays? I don't think he plays. He's, you know, he's he's 100% according to him, but he always said he was never hurt. And then, you know... Yeah, I don't his know. Ass it's one, very his ass wasn't hurt. Um, I guess so. If he's healthy and they activate him and they say he's going to play, then I'm going to put him out there. I'll start him. Yeah. I don't, you know, am I, I still am not confident that Jonathan Taylor is going to give everything he has to those Indianapolis Colts and he's going to be there for us yep. when we need him in week 17. I'm just not, I'm not confident that that's going to happen, especially, you know, I think India's put together uh, some nice stretches during games. They do not look like a, an incompetent team. They might not be a great team right now, but they don't look like a dumpster fire. It doesn't look like it's just going off the rails, but probably not going to be in it when it's all said and done. So yep. does, does Taylor's sentiment change that he still doesn't want to be a part of Indianapolis Colts organization? I doubt that. So come week 17 when they're facing off against the Raiders, looks like, and it feels like it should be a great fantasy matchup, but Will he be there? Will Jacobs be around? Will Devontae Adams? Yeah. I don't know, man. I have no idea. No clue, man. None. Yeah, all the studs completely in flux for that game. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo was at practice, but still in concussion protocol. Adams didn't practice. Almar didn't practice. So, you know, we'll see. A lot of these stars will probably play, but, you know, they are banged up. They are dealing with injuries, so they're not practicing on Thursdays, and that's pretty standard in the NFL right now. All right, Jay. Well, let's uh, let's not bury the lead anymore. Wifey came in the building. Every time she comes in, I got to acknowledge the wife. GMGP, what's going on, baby? Uh, but yeah, Thursday night football, Jay. Let's uh, let's recap it. Let's talk about it, and then we'll get into one of our favorite segments. A little bit of uh, overreaction with the game. But the Chicago Bears put foot in the in the Commanders last night, man. Forty to what? Forty to twenty. Twenty. Final score of that game. Absolutely yeah. put foot in them. And um, Justin Fields had a game. Justin Fields had a game. Jay. Uh, DJ Moore had a game. We got it pulled up right now. Let's uh let's talk about what we saw and uh let's start with the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields, 15 for 29, 282, four touchdowns, no interceptions, QBR of a 77.1. 
three sacks, but he gave you 57 on the ground. Khalil Herbert gave you 76 before he got injured. Looked like Roshan Johnson was going to be used early before he was knocked out with a yep. concussion. And then the big game, right? You got DJ Moore going off for 230 yards. The only receiver to catch a pass. <laughs> the only one. The only receiver to catch a pass, Mr. DJ Moore. Every other pass went to Cole Komet and Robert Tanyan somehow. Tunnel screen to Robert Tanyan. Why are they drawing you're, that you're up already, in the playbook? You're already starting. I know I know what you're doing, and everybody in this chat knows what you're doing right now. What am I doing? I know what you're doing. Uh, only one to a receiver. Oh, only this. is a funnel pass to Tanyan. I know what you're doing. You're trying to you're, – you're, you're slightly trying to throw little digs at Justin Fields still – that he's not throwing the ball to a bunch of receivers. That it's no, a total screen to Rob why would, I, okay. why would I care if he throws the ball to Darnell Mooney? We're we're out on Darnell Mooney, right? We want DJ Moore, and that's it. Give me okay. DJ Moore. Give okay. me death. Eight receptions, two hundred thirty yards, ten thousand yards after the catch. Bunch of broken tackles. I mean, what more do you want from this guy? What was he? Fifty? I think it was fifty point one fantasy points. Like the most fantasy points I think a receiver has scored in like a really long time. Dude was awesome. Like, he was awesome. DJ Moore was um, a player that I touched on very briefly, Jay, in the Trinity report that dropped two days ago. If y'all aren't tapped in, I'm telling you, utilization, opportunity, check out the show. Trinity, usage. We're looking for those three things. Target share, air yard share, yards after the catch per reception. Jay, DJ Moore achieved it last night, man. This is what it looks yeah. like when you got all that stuff popping for you. You're getting thrown to valuable targets. You're doing stuff after the catch. You're getting the target share. I mean, this is incredible. Then he gives you three touchdowns on the night. Man, if you have DJ Moore in your lineup, you're feeling good going into uh, going into the Sunday slate on the other side of the ball, Jay. Uh, Sam Howe, he got to Wolf. garbage garbage time his way to uh, 388 yards on 51 yeah. pass attempts. My goodness. Uh, five sacks, one interception, did throw two touchdowns, QBR of 46. We got nothing on the ground from any of the commanders. 29 total yards rushing against one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL. The game script got away from them very early and there was no recovery receiving side of the ball talked about them on the returnity as well jay somebody's asking me what do you want out of uh, dj what are you what are you doing with uh, terry mclaurin and dynasty and this and that <laughs> nothing man i if you go look at the usage of the wide receiver core for the washington commanders i don't want any of them and i said i said in the trinity report jay if i were going to bank on one give me curtis samuel because he's by far the cheapest of all of them and being yeah, used yeah. just as much as the other guys and then curtis samuel goes out there and gets you six for 65 and a touchdown on the night while terry mclaurin gave you four for four he might be jay he could very well be one of the best, the people's receiver, right? He's a top five receiver in the league. May be respected that way amongst his peers. But for fantasy, dude, it, this is, he is mid. He's a mid, he is, an, he is a mid-tier. Kind of below that. Wide receiver three, high-end wide receiver three, back-end wide receiver two. That's just the reality. And this is what he's done consistently outside of one season. And it's no shame, no shade on Terry McLaurin. But what am I doing with him in Dynasty? See you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't want you on my roster in Dynasty. I just don't. I don't. I'm, I'm good on four for 49, five for 60, three for 38. I'm good on that, man. So 
that's uh that's sort of what it is. Uh, Logan Thomas balled out last night. We actually uh we were in the Discord yesterday, and one of the patrons was like Darren Waller or Logan Thomas, and everybody's like Darren Waller. And then Logan Thomas goes out there and smashes. But uh, oh Jay, uh, the people really want to know because you were uh, we had asked you a while ago if if Justin Fields and DJ Moore were um, top ten options. And let's just revisit what you had to say during that during that moment of time. Are you buying or selling DJ Moore and Justin Fields as a top five connection in 2023? What? No way in hell. Top five? Top five? Duo. The top ten. Are they, is he a top? Are they a top ten duo? I'm still gonna say Jeez. no. Diggs. AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Garrett talking. Wilson, Devontae Adams, Almiron St. Brown, Jalen Waddle, Jefferson, Kelsey, Andrews. Okay, so now here's a, actually a good one that I think is a good conversation. Derek Carr, Chris Olave. I'm taking Fields and more. Uh, fields and more. Okay. Devontae Smith, more. not close. T. Higgins, not no. close. DK no. Metcalf, Geno Smith. Fields and more. Calvin Ridley, Trevor Lawrence. Fields and more. Fields and more. I think you're full of shit. 15 is close. 15 is close. If you want more Ray and Jay Rich, make sure Wow, you Jay Rich! Jay Rich! Oh, hot take. Oh, Jay Rich. Oh, baby. I'm going to ask you again, Jay. You get one final chance to redeem yourself right here on the show. Jay Rich, at your boy Jay Rich on X. Jordan Eugene Richards are Justin Fields and DJ Moore a top 10 combination rest of the season? No, I'm sorry. They're not. They're not. It's 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 not no they're not I'm sorry Ray give me Matthew Stafford and Puka Nakua right now over Justin Fields and DJ Moore thank you easy 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 it was one big game it was phenomenal but let's not overreact people let's not overreact it's one game it's one game but they are definitely approaching the top ten they're doing their best it's great. When you talk about heels dug in, you would be an incredible left tackle because the way you can right? set an anchor, you just anchor down, you hold the line against any pass rusher, whether it's fields and more. It doesn't matter. You are anchored in. Jay Rich is still saying no to Justin Fields and DJ Moore being a top 10 duo this season. Um, all right, Jay. So let let's overreact. Since you're saying no to that, uh, w- what are okay. your thoughts on these two moving forward? Because the matchup you have to acknowledge for Justin Fields moving forward, the matchups are very juicy. The matchups yeah. are very yeah, winnable matchups. Uh, let's pull it up real quick. Let's look at the Bears' upcoming schedule. They've got the Vikings, the Raiders, both of those games at home. Then they go to L.A. Saints, probably mm. a difficult matchup. Panthers, the Lions, the Vikings, the Lions, the Browns, the Cardinals, and they wrap up fantasy championship weekend with the Atlanta Falcons. So Justin Fields' outlook, in your opinion, for the remainder of this schedule, Jay, is what? It's good. Um, the schedule is good for Fields, and, and that was one of the reasons why I said from the beginning he'll be a top six quarterback. It's really just can he consistently deliver the ball to J- DJ Moore. And to your point about Moore, I mean, hopefully you started them this week because if you didn't, that would really suck, obviously. But then going forward, the schedule is pretty solid, right? The Vikings is easy. The Raiders is easy. The Chargers, 
Should be pretty easy, but we'll see. They got rid of J.C. Jackson, traded him to the Patriots. He was a healthy scratch last week, and all of a sudden, their defense is playing much better. He clearly wasn't a fit for Staley's defense, and their defense may continue to improve going forward, but hopefully should be a pretty good matchup between two good quarterbacks, and hopefully more can get the ball. You have the Saints, which will be tough because Marshawn's great. The Panthers is interesting because we expect Brian Burns to be traded by that point, at which point the matchup would be a lot easier, especially for Fields, and then helping more with less of a pass rush. But, I mean, the Vikings and Lions twice, in that span phenomenal both defenses are absolute trash but the browns in the playoffs is definitely going to be tough on the road for fields in december that's going to be tough for fantasy you know you obviously road fields all the way to the playoffs but i mean getting you there he will definitely get you there i'm curious though how it works out for more going forward obviously people know he is the only weapon on the team do defenses key in on him can they stop this offense by stopping DJ Moore? We'll see. Um, but that's the biggest takeaway for me right now. The game was phenomenal, but I'm curious how defenses play more going forward, knowing that even in this game, it was Cole Komet and it was DJ Moore. And that was really it that we saw. But I think that Moore will still be pretty good for fantasy overall. Jay, man, uh, looking at the comment, uh, Kay says, I love you, Ray, but you be flip-flopping a ton. Jay Rich at least sticks to his takes. What the? F what do you want us to do? Like this is this is the wildest thing to me as as a fantasy analyst. If I see some shit going the other direction, what do you want me? You want me to just keep going in the way of traffic? If if oncoming traffic is about to hit me head on, you want me to just keep saying, ah, I'ma just stay in the lane and just get run over? No. If I have new information, hell yeah, I'm a pivot. That's what you're supposed to do. Digging in and anchoring down into a bad take is not that. that that ain't no badge of honor. That's bad for business. I don't give a damn about a badge of honor. That's bad for business. If I see a trend changing, a player performing, I ain't got no problem with saying I'm wrong. Hell, I, I was wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And trust me, there are more video clips that will be pulled where I was, in fact, very wrong. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. That's life, folks. You're not, and not, yeah. ain't, ain't nobody in this thing perfect. Not Jay Rich, not me, not anybody. So, yeah, if you get new information, switch that joint up. You'd be a fool to keep saying the same damn thing when you know that's not going to happen. So, yeah, I absolutely will change. If I said one thing, doesn't look like it's going to work out. Hey, man, I was wrong. Might want to pivot, play that player. He looks very good. I mean, that seems to be smart, commonsensical things to do. But neither here nor there, Jay. We got a bunch of games that we got to tap into. Real quick, though, reaction on Sam Howe. What, what's your, we, we talked about him a couple of times. Looks like he could be the guy. And then he goes out there and stinks it up. They're letting him throw the ball around a lot. Like, what do you think the realistic outcome for Sam Howell is moving forward? Have the commanders, I don't want to say found their quarterback of the future, but found a guy that maybe, Jay, they could just be like, well, Davis Mills this thing one more year with him to see how it goes. Or is it Ron Rivera's out the door and the new coach comes in and drafts his new quarterback? I do think that not only the coach and GM could be an issue, but also the ownership, right? There was a change in ownership in Washington. This is a team that is going to be competitive and wants to be competitive. Magic Johnson out here on Twitter tweeting about yeah. how bad the commanders played, and that's not going to work, right? Like Sam Howell is not going to be the quarterback when you're criticized by ownership publicly, and that's a bit of a problem. It wasn't criticizing him directly. So, I mean, that's not as big of a deal for him. But overall, honestly, Ray, I think the thing about Sam Howe that's really interesting is he's like the ultimate garbage man. Like, he is basically Blake Bortles, and Blake Bortles was good for fantasy. Great QB2, going to be out of every single game, but he's going to consistently put up points. You want to talk about a crazy stat, the Commanders dropped back and passed 55 straight times since mid-second quarter, which was the most 
in I think in the PFF era, I forget who tweeted it out. I think it was um, Brad who tweeted it out. But it was 55 times in a row since they attempted a rush, which was mid-second quarter. I believe it was like eight minutes to go in the second quarter. So when you're doing stuff like that, you're going to be good for fantasy. Like, you're going to be a QB2, if not a QB1. I mean, you see it with 51 attempts, 388 yards. He had some yards on the ground, threw two touchdowns. Like, that is going to be at least a QB2. And I think the commanders are going to consistently be able to do this. And so with that, I have to ask you this question. Talk Would you me. be willing to let Sam Howell die on your roster? Because when he's the quarterback, he's pretty good, but there will be a point where he gets replaced. Like, do you even bother cashing out for like a second when he may return more than that in value for you as a QB2 right now? Because I think he's going to do that, but no one's going to pay for him because they know the future is so uncertain. Yeah, I think I would just ride with Sam Howell. I'm not trading him for a second. So right? and no and no one's really going to get you a first. You're not getting a first. It's it's the if any if anybody didn't watch the dynasty trade mediation show that Scott Connor and I did. Yep. I'm, I I we've done a lot of shows, Jay. We've done over 200 of these things live and hundreds of other shows talking rankings, talking about stuff. Like that trade one, I think that one will hit home for just about everybody, whether you're in seasonal leagues, dynasty leagues, devy leagues, camp this issue with trading and being able to maneuver inside of leagues and market value and trying to trying to get stuff done, I highly recommend guys go back and watch that show with Scott Connor and I. I think it is one of the better actionable pieces of information that should relate to just about everybody, and that's what we want to do: be relatable to everybody out there. But no, nah, Jay, this I'm is with show three hundred. Yeah, this is show three hundred. Look at that. This is show three hundred. Yeah, I knew it was close. I knew it was close. It is show three hundred. Three hundred shows. Man. Look at that, yeah. man. Three hundred wake up shows for us. I know, insane. So, that's a lot of times I could have slept in, could have been sleeping <laughs> in, but um, neither here nor there, Jay. Where are we at? First game or, or over? It. Where are you at? So, what are you doing with Sam Al? Holding him. I, 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 so like you said, right, I kind of echo your sentiments. I would be holding him, uh, especially in dynasty. Like, I just don't think you're going to get a value that you're going to be happy with. And I think he's going to continue to return value for you as a QB too. So while I don't think he's a great quarterback, I do think he's just going to continue to throw for a ton of yards and put up numbers. So if he's your QB two, I think you hold him and you start him every week. Cause he's been pretty good. He has a rushing floor, which is not great, but okay. And this game was just a terrible game script and he still delivered like 388 yards. Not every garbage time quarterback can do that. If it was Davis Mills back there, as you mentioned, he would have thrown like four picks, right? Yeah. Like yeah. we know that would have happened. I think that Sam Howell is slightly better than, you know, we're giving him credit for. And that's where I think the Blake Bortles comp in garbage time in these bad games where they're getting blown out is a pretty good one for Sam Howell right now. So I think you would be holding him. Um, but we can definitely move on to a game that is happening this week because there is a big game right out in London that I don't really know how this happened for the Buffalo Bills, but they somehow have a home game in London against the Jags who stayed in London. So make that make sense. The Jags not only don't have to waste a home game in London, they get to stay in London over the course of the week and Buffalo has to waste the home game. They are five point dogs. The over under is 48. This conversation really stems around Calvin Ridley and uh, Christian Kirk, because that's been going back and forth. Week one, all Calvin Ridley. Then it was Christian Kirk pretty much ever since. Can the Buffalo Bills hold down Calvin Ridley? He did have A.J. Terrell last week, and A.J. Terrell did a great job holding him down. But I think this week they will have to get Ridley involved against a very potent Buffalo Bills offense. But how do you feel about knowing that the Bills are traveling to London over the course of the week, and obviously the Jags are staying in London? Seems really unfair to me, especially wasting a home game for Buffalo. 
I mean, what, what what do you want Jacksonville to do? Fly back so it could be fair for Buffalo? Let me fly back and, and, and spend all that time in the air. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, that's where the Jacksonville, that's their second home. Their second home is in London. Um, yeah, but it's a home game for the Bills. The Bills yeah, are wasting a home well, game on this, and they're getting screwed by Jacksonville already being there. Like, I think well, it's pretty I, crazy for the NFL to do that. Pretty wild, but I'm excited for this game. I'll tell you that. And, um, you know, over under 48 points in this game. You talked about Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley. Jay, you look at all the utilization with that offense and that passing attack in particular. And outside of the week one game where Calvin Ridley was just force-fed targets, right? It has been the Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram show offensively for the Jaguars. So I'm with you. This is game five. I think... We probably, this what we've seen in the trends in the data, there were some people that said, well, the reason why Calvin Ridley wasn't targeted is he was shadowed by A.J. Terrell in the Atlanta game, and then he was shadowed by whoever it was that, that they played before that. But this is going to be an interesting one. Calvin Ridley had approached first-round startup capital in underdog right before the season started. Christian Kirk had started to fall down the boards, and right now you look at that situation, there's no doubt you would rather have Christian Kirk on your rosters. James Cook bounce back did not do much in the last game yeah. for James Cook. I know a lot of people are excited about him. He had played well early throughout the season up until week four. So do you get a James Cook bounce back game? And Jay, the real question that I want to ask you and the people is there has started to be a lot of noise and a little bit of a uncomfort around Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence and his dynasty value. And my question to you and the people Is he still an elite dynasty quarterback asset, Trevor Lawrence? And you and I have been in on T-Law, but very skeptical about him, uh, just as far as the value and and the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Now, let me preface it by saying this. There ain't no doubt in my mind, your mind, anybody's mind that he is going to be extended long-term and get one of the highest-paid contracts in NFL history for the quarterback position. Not because he deserves it, but because that's what the market demands. And he's Trevor Lawrence. He was the number one overall pick, and he is not bad. He is a very good NFL quarterback. But, Jay, should he be valued as a top-five dynasty quarterback, top-six dynasty quarterback, or is he more in that back-end, back-half of uh, you know QB1s for dynasty? I think you could easily make the case that he's not really in this upper tier of QB1s. I mean, for a quarterback who throws the ball 30 times every single game, he's thrown the ball 30 times, hasn't thrown 300 yards once, only thrown four touchdowns, thrown two picks, been sacked two times or more in, you know, three of the four games. It's like, as much as we all like Trevor Lawrence and know the talent is there, the excuses for him are actually really interesting because he has better weapons this year. And it's like, why is he doing worse when he has a better team, better weapons, more established in this offense that he worked through, obviously with Doug Peterson, you know, to learn a new offense, to have a great year last year, to come back this year, not be so great. It's like, well, what's going on here? Why are they struggling? Calvin Ridley, you could say, oh, well, he's not playing that well. It's like, but he still demands attention. You can't just leave the guy wide open, which opens things up for Zay Jones, who has been a little bit banged up. Evan Ingram has been pretty good. Christian Kirk, as you mentioned, has been phenomenal. Travis Etienne, you know, for fantasy, he's been kind of okay. We're not really all in on Etienne. But in terms of being a running back for a franchise, he's been pretty solid. And so for me, you know, you look at some of the guys who'd be behind him, you know, people are probably going to say, why would I take Trevor Lawrence over Justin Fields right now? When Justin Fields is on an upward trajectory, Trevor Lawrence is kind of just treading water as this QB8. All right, let's answer this question right now. Answer the question. Answer the question. All right. We're going to keep Trey (laughs) Cut to look at some dynasty values, right? 
Here are the que- here's the question. Stefan Diggs, Justin Fields, Kenneth Walker. What are we doing? What are we doing? I think I'm cutting Kenneth Walker. Um, okay. I'm assuming this is super flex, so then it'd be I'm trading Diggs and I'm keeping Justin Fields. You are you are hedging. You are hedging. How am I? How am I hedging? You are hedging, keeping Justin Fields. All right, where's T. Law? Justin Fields most valuable. T. Law right now, QB ten. So is that a rich QB ten? Anthony Richardson, QB five, top five. Whoa. Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Herbert, a rich, Lamar Jackson, C.J. Stroud, QB seven, Burrow, Tua, T. Law, Justin Fields at eleven, and Brock Purdy finally getting some respect, QB twelve. Man. Imagine, imagine, remember man, when, man, remember man, all the man, heat man, we took man. last week? When, or was it last week when we said Brock Purdy could easily be like ahead of Trevor Lawrence and Fields if they're not playing well? Listen, and it's just listen, like, he's listen, right there now. Let me tell you something, Jay. We're, we're going to poke fun at ourselves for some bad takes, but uh, don't worry. The good ones will be popping up soon for all the shit that we got right, because there's quite a bit of that as well. But let's move on to the next game. D-Bro, if you're in the building, man. D-Bro, if you're still here. Get ready, because uh, this one is aimed at you and me. Yeah, Garrison, hit the like button. It's our 300th show. Hit the like button. If you're in the building, I see 250 on my screen. Hit the damn like button for your boys, man. But what's the next game we got, Jay? We have the New York Giants and the Miami oh, Dolphins. Boy. Oh, yeah. boy. 11-point uh, favorites for the Dolphins. <laughs> Honestly, Ray, feels like an easy cover the way the Giants are playing right now. 48.5 point over under. You know, we talk about on this show players to watch. The only player worth watching really is Devon A. Chain. How much does he play? The, what wait does a he minute. do? The only player, not the only, not the only player. Stop it. Stop we it. We have other players on the list, but Devon A. Chain is by far at the top of the list. What does his usage look like? How does he fit into the offense? How do they utilize him? Pass game, run game, explosive runs. I mean, dude's just been lightning rod whenever he gets the ball. So we want to see a lot of Devon A. Chain, especially against this god-awful New York Giants Jay, defense. I have him as my I have him as my RB1 on the week. I have him as my RB1 in my rankings in the week. What? I have him as RB1. Ray. I have him as RB1. Ray. If you want to win the Ray? ECR expert consensus rankings thing, you can't It's go not chalk. a competition, it man. It is a competition. Gotta... It is a competition for me. I have him as what? I think he's going to eviscerate this Giants defense. I believe that Dallas's defense. Listen. Listen. Everybody in the world at Tyreek Hill is the wide receiver one last week. Thought I was crazy. I was like, no, nah, I don't have him as wide receiver one. I don't think CMC is the, Q, the RB1 on the week. I got him at two. I got A-Chain at one. I'm rolling him out there. RB1 on the week, man. Let's go. Let's go. I don't think you it's crazy. You are wild. You Say are what wild. You want. Say what you Do, want. So does he lead the backfield in touches this week? Yes. Because he, if he's RB1, you better yes. say yes. Right? I you said better yes. Say yes. I, got so, I said yes. Absolutely. I do believe so that. So the other guy that we are, I mean, we can get into the Giants. But the big guy I think that everyone wants to see something from is Jalen Waddle. Because the big yeah. thing here, and people need to understand this, Wink Martindale will blitz Tua because he is insane, which means that Tyreek Hill could go absolutely bananas. Because if you blitz Tua, he's going to get the ball to Tyreek Hill, going to get the ball to Waddle. But can Waddle perform in this game? Because he really has been a little bit lackluster. He's been banged up, and that's okay, yeah. and we understand. But we just need to see a little bit more from Waddle. You know, you talked about last week, is he overvalued in Dynasty? And, you know, kind of having that conversation. Does he deserve to be a top 10 guy? And this is where Hell when yeah, you he's have... overvalued. He's absolutely, he's valued as wide receiver. Right now, he's at wide receiver nine. Yes, he is an overvalued Dynasty asset, 1,000%. No doubt about it. He should not be that high. No. Should not. And this is where the conversation of having two receivers on the same team in the top 10 is very difficult because 
you're going to have bad games. Like Devonta Smith can't always produce when AJ Brown is producing and vice versa. And so someone has to be the quote unquote alpha from a production standpoint and a value standpoint. And we all know that's going to be Tyree Kill. Like that is not going to be no. Jalen Waddle, at least what, 80% of weeks yes. in terms of yes. target share and all these things. So I think we need to see something from Waddle. And that will be interesting. Hopefully they can get him acclimated to the offense. You know, Devon A-Chain obviously been phenomenal as well. So he may take some touches that may normally go to Waddle. And I think that's where the success of the running game may hurt Waddle a bit as well. Because now you have Tyreek who, who, who get his 12 targets a game every single game. You have a stout running game that is phenomenal from both an explosion standpoint and just two running backs that are capable of getting the ball. And then you have Waddle, who bit, has been banged up, coming back, working back off injury, but hopefully can see some targets. But we'll have to be super efficient if he's going to return this top 10 value for you week after week. But Ray, we do have to talk about the Giants because there is another team in this game. Where the hell do we start with this team, and where do we start with Daniel Jones? Did you did you see the did you see the drama with Evan Neal and having to come out and make an apology, and then they went and signed Justin Pugh, who was drafted 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. This Giants team is bad, Jay. It is, um, it is awful. And, you know, there was a, a soundbite earlier from you, but we've got another one, Jay. We've got another soundbite okay. that um, I don't think this one is going very well, Jay. But let's, let's, let's run this clip and, and see what we got. I think Daniel Jones has a chance, a small chance to be, for fantasy, a lesser version of what Jalen Hurts was last year. You look at Daniel Jones, who finished... 10th last year, Jay, in points per game. Uh, Daniel Jones was phenomenal in year one with Brian Dayball and literally nobody outside of Saquon Barkley. Year two in Dayball's system, you bring in Darren Waller. They've got Darius Slayton back, Isaiah Hodges. Saquon Barkley will be in the building and the Cindy offensive line. I think there's a chance Daniel Jones could finish this season as a top five quarterback in New York. Touting Isaiah Hodgins. Oh boy. Jay, we, we can't make that mistake again. We we have to acknowledge because we didn't do the show Wednesday, but the Giants yes. played Monday night, right? Giants played <laughs> so on Monday night. We didn't even talk about that. We didn't oh even have God. to talk about it. uh Jay. Wolf. I didn't I didn't think they'd be this bad. I mean, good lord, man. Andrew Thomas, the O-line stinks. Uh Darren Waller is not getting targeted. Daniel Jones can't do anything. He is not a top five quarterback. He's a bottom five quarterback, completely inversed. Yep. Jay, what do you say, man? You want me to dig so, in there? Want me to dig in there and keep saying, yeah, he's top five? I can't dig in, man. He's not. That team is bad. That team is bad. He hadn't played good. It's worse good. than the offensive line. He hasn't played good. The O-line hasn't played good. Defensively, they can't do a damn thing. Wink Martindale can't do anything. All he's cool for is a cutoff hoodie and uh, Under Armour long sleeve underneath it. Yep. They're just awful. They're awful. There's nobody that can win on the outside. I mean, what the hell? How, how did this happen? How did the Giants get so bad? How did they get so bad? And you can't. It's not all on DJ. I'm so tired of Barkley, man. He can't. Just can't stay on the field, Jay. Can't stay on the field. You're, you're blaming just, Barkley for DJ's I'm blame, lack of I'm production. Blaming, I'm blaming everybody because he needs somebody. We know he needs yep. a running bait, but damn, it ain't Breida. It's not Gary Brightwell. It's just bad. I, I don't think you can really, Jay. Can you start anybody from New York? Maybe maybe you just have to fire up Waller. He talked about, nope. man, like not even no. getting targeted. Like, can no. you even start? You can't start Waller. So the big thing, and I think, I forget who tweeted this one out. I might have been Levitan. Um, but there was discussion about Waller, right? Because everyone wants Waller to get targets. Why isn't Waller getting targets? 
The issue is the offensive line, right? He is George Kittle right now. Everyone remembers last season when Brock Purdy first started, before George Kittle started going off, the O-line was a problem. They were struggling to protect their quarterback, and the main reason why Kittle was struggling, he was in line and he was chipping defensive ends and blocking so he couldn't get targets. And so you look at last week what happened, and I believe the number is 63% of the time Darren Waller was lined up in line and chipping defensive ends to try and help out his offensive line. And so when your offensive line can't block, your tight ends are forced to actually block and chip and do some things to help the O-line, and Darren Waller was forced to do that, which limits his targets down the field, which limits his ability to get out on a pattern that's the biggest problem for Waller right now is yes it does have to do with the offensive line but it hurts Waller more because he's not allowed to just go out and run a pattern the way a wide receiver can so it just goes deeper than the fact that Waller has stunk he's also chipping and having to play in line more than they want him to and that's because of the position that he plays you talk about who could you start yeah who are you firing up, who are you at firing Wondell up Robinson this week because I do think he could have a good game again short intermediate Quick passes, shifty. I think he's the guy you probably want of any of them. You know, you can make the case for some of the other slot guys. I think that Wandell is the only one I would consider. But again, it's like a flex option at best. And do I really want to trust the Giants? No, but Miami could put up 50, at which point the Giants are passing a thousand times a game, and Wandell can probably get involved in this offense. All right, Jay, we've got Carolina and Detroit on tap this weekend with an over-under. That that what gets me every time. With an over-under of 44 and a half. Detroit is favored by 10. Bryce Young, after seeing Andy Dalton throw for 400 yards, said, my ankle's better, got back in the game, looked a little better last week. Uh, Let's see if that continues with this uh, Detroit team that's going to put up points on Carolina. So this, this, this should be... An Another opportunity easy cover. Or, or a window for Bryce Young to throw the ball. And that's all I really want to see. At this point, we know that Carolina is not a good, very good football team overall. You've heard multiple analysts, NFL people talk about how broken this offense is, how much yep. blame uh, Frank Wright should get for the job that he's put together offensively. It's just a bad team. At this point, I just want to see Bryce Young throw the ball. Can you make certain can you can you make throws to show some confidence that maybe with the addition of the a wide receiver? With the addition of some, you know, offensive line, some veterans, that things could get better. Uh, on the on the Lions side of the ball, Jay, for me, it's um, it's the David Montgomery show. Uh, you know, yep. we get on here and we continue to talk about Gibbs and Amon Ra. I'm excited for David Montgomery, who yep. people said there's no way that this role could could duplicate what Jamal Williams did from a touchdown perspective last year. I think Monty's on pace for like 20-something touchdowns on the season right now. And this is a good offense. I am excited to see Jamison Williams back and how he gets integrated in the offense. I know there's some concern about Amon Ra, but I think Amon Ra is going to be on the field. I think he'll be playing out there. So from that side of the house, I mean, Jay, you're firing up your Jared Goffs. You're firing up your Amon Ra St. Browns. No doubt you're firing up Sam Laporta. Hell, probably as tight end one on the week, Sam Laporta. Are you firing up Jameer Gibbs and Jamison Williams? Would you start either one of those guys? I think Gibbs in a flex, if you needed him in a pinch with bye weeks, you probably have chargers on bye. I think Gibbs is a flexible asset and you're praying, right? I'm not telling you you're going to start him and feel super confident, but I think you could throw him in the pinch as a flex. But Jamison Williams, any interest in starting him or anybody from the Carolina Panthers? Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, you know, is receivers Adam Thielen probably the only one that you really want to start maybe deeper league some Terrace Marshall who was targeted you know 10 times last week mm-hmm. so the big thing here right Detroit's running running game we've talked about this a ton their running game is phenomenal 
right? So you don't want to start any running backs against them. Over under right now for Miles Sanders is like 40 yards. Ray, you got the underdog banner on my face, yeah, my, man. My, my bad, man. My bad, my bad, man. My <laughs> but, bad. I'm but doing too the, much. So the, the running game for Detroit, no good. Uh, you don't want to start any running backs against Detroit. They're really just too, too good against the run. In terms of the wide receivers, I'm kind of iffy on the Porter this week. I'm not super sold on him. You want to talk about a, uh, a tight end that you could potentially start is Hayden Hurst because Hayden Hurst is up against the Detroit Lions who have one of the worst defenses against tight ends. So that could be an option for you, especially if you're projecting, you know, a blowout win for the Detroit Lions. You could potentially look at Hurst as a startable asset. Of course, Thielen will do his thing. Uh, j I'm not in on. Gibbs, I'm not in on. I wouldn't even bother looking at Gibbs. I, I hope you have a better option than him because I think the bigger point with Gibbs is not only is he probably not going to get a lot of work in what is probably a blowout, but the Detroit Lions don't even want to give him touches in garbage time, right? If they were willing to say, Dave Montgomery, you've done enough, let's let Gibbs get some carries, you know, get him get some experience running some of our plays, etc. then there could be some garbage time opportunity for Gibbs, but we know that's not going to happen. We saw it last week against the Packers. I don't think it's going to change this week. If the Panthers are down by a ton, they're going to just run the ball at Dave Montgomery because they don't want to, you know, potentially fumble, whatever the case may be. I don't know, but they're going to give it to Montgomery. That's why I think, you know, you look at Montgomery, two tough is probably in the realm of possibility for him. Maybe even three again. Um, going to be a great game for him. You know, Amra will be great. I think Goff will be okay. We'll see how much they have to throw the ball in this one. Um, that's where, again, this, the Laporta sentiment is kind of, we'll see, because it just depends on how much they throw the ball. He, he might only throw for 200 yards in this game. I, think I the mean, running but game will we, we, we got we to stop that, though, man. I mean, it's the NFL. They're gonna, everybody's throwing the ball. Like, there's no, everybody's going to yeah, throw the ball. Throw I'm, the not, ball. I'm, not about, I'm not worried about the Lions not throwing the ball. They're going to throw the ball enough. For there to be opportunity, there's only a couple. I mean, of you look at, but you you said you say that. But what about last week? How many times did the Vikings throw the ball? Twenty one times, and everyone I mean, busted but Jefferson. So I mean, I don't care. That's that's a that's a and they're one of window. the most pass heavy teams in the league. Yeah, how how so, long did, what was the time? They didn't have the ball. They didn't have the ball. It was a bad game. I mean, but ultimately, generally, man, this isn't this isn't 1960 where they're just going to run the ball a hundred times a game. Like, I'm not worried about. There not being enough pass volume. And in today's NFL, where volume isn't always king, efficiency is, where if you get yeah. six efficient targets and they're down the field and you're ripping off long runs, like I don't I don't need them to throw the ball 80 times in order for there to be fantasy points scored. So I'm not concerned about any of that volume. The Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers also play a game. No Kenny Pickett, I don't believe. I think it's uh, no, no. He's full participant. Oh, Kenny Pickett is, okay, Kenny well, Pickett. So is he's full? he's he's a maybe. So like people thought, there's no way could be an MCL sprain. Ended up being a bone bruise. I don't know if we ever talked about it because we never had we the, the prognosis on it. Mm -mm. So it was a bone bruise. He was practicing though, so there is a chance he but plays. I think the bigger story right, is is the burner situation with Matt Canada. That is hilarious, but. Kenny Pickett could actually play in this one. So we'll see. It's more so the fact that this over-under is 38, which is terrible. DK won't even let me bet the under anymore. They took that unavailable. You can only bet the over. It's going to be a gross game. Like, Lamar doesn't play very well in Pittsburgh. These are always close games. This might as well be Iowa versus Iowa in real in Ugh. the NFL right now. Like, it's going to be gross. It's going to be a lot of running, not a lot of passing, 17-13 to 13 game, like... It's not going to be a great game. Like maybe Lamar lowest, can show up. Is and this show the up. lowest? Oh, this is yeah. the lowest on the slate. The lowest uh, implied total on the slate. Yeah, lowest on the slate Whew. by far. And that's because no one's expecting anything from Pittsburgh. And even you know, look to last week. Lamar had a phenomenal game, and I think they only put up what twenty four points. Like Baltimore is going to probably win this game. They're four point favorites, but Pittsburgh is going to make it tough. We know they're going to make it tough. These games are always close. They're always tight. It's going to be like a three point spread. It'll be a close game. Probably not a ton of points on either side. 
not a ton of guys I want to see. Like, how does Zay look in this game? It's really the only person I'm looking at. And then as well, if we do get Bateman, OBJ, Andrews fully healthy, what happens on offense? And how does Nothing. it actually look for the they target still don't get throw They Could still don't. What do you mean? What do you mean? What does it look like? It looks I like ba I, I do, Bateman gets nothing. OBJ gets a few. Zay Flowers gets a lot short. And then Andrews gets his customary a lot, a lot of targets. I mean, that's what it is. I, there's no Bateman. Talking about Gibbs and not wanting to start. Would Gibbs. you start Jalen Warren? I, in this I would. I would never start Bateman ever, ever. Well, yeah, even Bateman if there was, stinks. even if there was a fire, I'm not starting him. You said would I start who? Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren. Uh, I would prefer not to, but <laughs> you know, if you if you have to, sure. I mean, he's outscored Najee in PPR formats, I believe. So yeah, yeah. It's an, this it's game's an, gross. It's an uninspiring start, but if you have to throw them out there, then sure. I mean, you got to put somebody out there, Jay. So if you had to start a Steelers wide receiver, who would it be on the week? Calvin if, Austin. It'd be Calvin Austin? Really? Yeah. Over Pickens. I heard Deontay's on his way back soon. Deontay Johnson potentially yeah. on the return. You're starting, you're starting Calvin Austin, huh? Because Ugh. I'm betting on the big play, right? Like, I think he's got Ew. the best shot of anyone to make a big play. For better or worse, he's he's been their big play threat, I think, you know, consistently getting deep targets down the field, even more so than Pickens, which, again, when he's being keyed on keyed in on by the defense, it's going to be difficult for him to get open. Eesh, yucky, yucky, yucky. All right, let's go Houston and Atlanta, Jay. This one should game. be, um, yeah, w would you I'm look pumped. at that? I am excited as well for Houston and Atlanta. So where do you want to start this thing off with, Jay? I think it's one man, one man only. You know it is. C.J. Stroud. C.J. Yep. Stroud, uh, QB7 in Dynasty right now. They are going to throw the ball a lot. They should be able to throw the ball, and they're probably going to throw the ball quite a bit. And uh, C.J. Stroud should continue to look good because he's looked fantastic throughout the season, Jay. He has been incredible. He's been one of the better, not just rookie quarterbacks, but one of the better quarterbacks overall in the NFL this year through four games. And I expect it to continue into week five. The future feels bright in Houston with this young man at quarterback. So, you know, he's got some good defenders that he's going to have to go up against. A.J. Terrell, probably going to be watching some Nico Collins. You got Jesse Bates on the back end playing incredible football. They also have another safety, Richie Grant. That's a that's yep. a thumper coming downhill. So what are your expectations for the QB battle in this one with C.J. Stroud? And then on the other side of the ball, could this be the final game for Desmond Ritter? Is this is it do or die? And here's what I here's what I think is going to happen, because everybody's expecting it to be do or die for Desmond Ritter. Watch him go out there and play a masterpiece game. Watch him just play well, and just pain us to death that we've got to continue to watch him operate this offense. But what are your expectations for the two quarterbacks in this game? So I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot, especially on the Houston side. You know, you talked about this team versus Atlanta. Atlanta's run defense is a lot better than it was last season. You know, you you want to kind of hope that Damian Pierce is going to be a thing, but I don't think he's going to be a thing in this game. I think we're going to see a lot of Stroud and a lot of pressure on the outside from the Atlanta Falcons. You know, you talked about A.J. Terrell. He had the highest shadow percentage of any cornerback in the NFL last week against Calvin Ridley. We're going to see the same thing this week probably with Nico Collins. Teams have not thrown to A.J. Terrell at all. They have completely avoided no. him altogether. He's been phenomenal. So you do not want to start Nico Collins. But what that does mean is there will be a lot of targets available for Tank Dell, for Dalton Schultz, and Debro said it in the chat, for Robert Woods as well. Over the middle, 
intermediate. These guys should absolutely feast. Nico may get a few targets here or there, especially in the red zone. But I think that overall, we should not expect a big game from Nico here because we know that Atlanta likes to shut down one guy and it's going to be Nico Collins with the big game he had last week. So you can fire up Tank Dell. You can fire up Robert Woods. I think they're both going to be great options this week. And I think that Jesse Bates is going to pick off C.J. Stroud. You know, everyone talks about how C.J. Stroud hasn't thrown a pick yet. I think this is the week, Ray. I think this is the week where C.J. Stroud finally throws a pick. Jesse Bates has been a ball hawk. And I think he wants to get another pick against a rookie this season. He already had two against Bryce Young, looking to hunt against C.J. Stroud this week. But I think the bigger question for me really is Ritter. You know, you talk about Ritter and Heineke. Heineke should be starting this game. But Ritter has actually played better at home. So to be fair to him... He may be okay in this matchup, but overall, you know, look at what Houston's done. They've played great this season against quarterbacks, so I don't think it's going to be a great game from Ritter, but he has played better at home with the home crowd behind him. Maybe some, you know, slightly better numbers from him. I think he will be okay. He has a 93.1 QB rating at home, so he's been all right at home. I think he could be all right in this one as well. Jay, Damian Pierce uh, looked to get it on track a little bit, a little bit last game, at least from a volume perspective. He had 24 carries. He had 81 yards, 27 yards through the uh, through the air, so over 100 total yards in the week before. Scored a touchdown on the ground and trying to get him involved a little bit more. I'll just say it's looked better. He's looked a little bit better. You feel a little bit better about that investment on of Damian Pierce from a volume yeah. perspective. So. You know, hopefully he can continue his trend and, and keep going in a positive direction because we need it. We need it because the running back position is uh, all kinds of crazy right now in fantasy. Jay, uh, your team, your team, they are uh, they are they are one point favorites. Jay, can we talk about it? Let's talk about it. The New Orleans Saints at your New England Patriots. This too feels like a game. This is going to be an awful where, game. We're Matt. We're Matt Jones. Um, listen. I, I don't know, man. It's just that New England's a bad team, and then they've lost Christian Gonzalez yep. for the year. No Christian Gonzalez. There's all these reports running rampant that Zeke's going to take over for Ramondre Stevenson. They don't have a damn receiving game. The old line. They bring back J.C. Jackson. I, I, I guess let's start with New Orleans. And what I'm looking to see, Jay, is how how are you feeling right now about the weapons? I'm talking about Michael Thomas and Chris Olave in particular, if Derek Carr can't go, like, do you have, con and he's going to go, he's going to go, but yeah, I, say, I don't want him to go. Well, he's going to go, but if he's, if he's going to be as limited as he was last week, how are these guys going to thrive in this type of offense? And you hear the disgruntled nature in which Kamara was talking about the offense. Yep. Like this thing is stuck in neutral. I'm excited to see him again, even though he was inefficient, he had a bunch of touches and scored you a bunch of points last week. I mean, what are you doing with Olave, with Michael Thomas, with Alvin Kamara in this offense, Jay? I mean, you can't bench Olave or Kamara. You but, cannot. I mean, you don't want to start them either. Right. I have to give credit to Rob Bazola because he had this stat on Mayo's show this week, their best bet show, which comes out on Wednesdays. Do you want to guess what Derek Carr's average depth of completion was last week? Six, seven yards. It was 0.7 yards. Not not six or seven yards. It was point seven yards. So to think that there's any opportunity for these guys to do anything beyond, like you mentioned, a check down with this injury. Is it the injury? Is it Derek Carr? I'm sure the injury is hampering him a little bit. But like you can't believe any in any confidence he's going to do anything down the field. I believe he had one completion that was beyond 15 yards, and he only had two attempts that were beyond 15 yards. So like. 
where is the offense going to come from? And this is a team, right, that has a great defense already that just brought J.C. Jackson, who was an all-pro corner in this system, back on the team. And he may even be better than Christian Gonzalez was to start the year. Christian Gonzalez was great. But J.C. may just slot right in and be as good as he was before. Bills, you know what Bills going to do? He's going to press. He's going to probably play cover zero a ton, and he's going to light the hell up Derek Carr all game long. So how is Derek Don't Carr going to do anything? Didn't they lose? Didn't New England lose Matthew Judon? Yeah, Matthew Judon is definitely not going to be playing in this game. But yeah. even still, like if you can, when you know a quarterback can't throw deep, and especially when Bill knows a quarterback can't throw deep, load the box, keep your corners tight, keep your D-bro, safeties low. Debro said nothing gonna New Orleans, both of their guards are out too. Man, this is um. There's no so, uh, like this game's going to uh, be you're, awful. You're starting Olave. You you are starting. I think you Chris have to. You are starting Chris to. Olave. Are you starting Michael Thomas? Nope. Don't want to. Like, there's a couple leagues I think I have to, but, but I don't, you don't want, want to. to. Yeah, if you've got another yeah. option, if you've got... Let me ask you this. Michael Thomas, or would you start Michael Wilson versus Cincinnati? I'd start Michael Wilson. I think I would. Pretty okay. easily. I don't even think it's that. It's not difficult. It's it's really just, like, the opportunity shouldn't be there. The, and playing a great defense. But I think the question w- could change. If, for some reason, Winston started maybe I would start Thomas, but he's the only other guy that I'd be considering. But even still, like this is still a tough matchup, whether it's Carr, who's clearly not healthy, or it's Jameis Winston, who at least can throw the ball deep and give you an opportunity. All right, but yeah, Jim, Michael Wilson. Jim, Jimbo said, Jimbo said, um, I think he said Godwin. Godwin or somebody said Godwin or Olave. Easily Godwin. Easily. Especially okay. with, you know, Mike, Mike Evans being banged up. We don't know if he's going to play for sure or not. I don't okay. know if he's back New, in practice. New England side. Uh <sighs> You can't start Hunter Henry because the tight ends are really like the tight end position gets absolutely dominated by the Saints. You don't want to start Ramondre, but maybe you do, right? You don't, you're not starting Zeke. Are you starting Kendrick Bourne? Are you starting Devontae Parker against Marshawn Lattimore? Hell no, right? There, there's, there's no startable options in this game. And the point totals 40. It should probably be 25 because this game's going to be awful. I feel like you have to start Ramondre. If you draft like you drafted him to be your RB one, maybe or RB two, like you've got to start him. So I, I'm with you. I don't feel great about it, but you've got to start him. So let's move on to the Tennessee and Indianapolis game. Jay, we've got some Ryan Tannehill versus Anthony Richardson. Talk to me about this one. So this one is the game where we're hoping to see the A-Rich deep ball come into play. We know he has the arm. We know he has the talent. Um, We haven't seen that big deep shot to Alec Pierce yet. We know that Michael Pippen's probably not going to be that guy. But against Tennessee, this is where it happens. This is where the magic happens, and you can throw the ball deep against this defense. So we hope to see Shane Steichen drop some big plays. And I mean, I think the big thing here, Ray, as well, is if JT is back, maybe that makes it even easier, right, to suck in that defense to allow the big plays over the top. Mm. I think that's where A. Rich could mm. really to have a what? big game this week. To do what? Have a big game. To suck in the defense? Is this? Mm, yes, yes. Keep going. <laughs> Come on, talk about JT, man. What's your gut feel? JT's going to... Well, play? I don't want... So, if JT plays, I still don't necessarily want to start him. He still has to play against Tennessee, right? Tennessee's defense, especially in the run game, is great. Man, derailing the show. Absolutely derailing it. But, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. JT's a maybe start. I think if you drafted him, you got to start him. 
But, you know, I'm really looking for that A. Rich deep ball, looking for a big game from A. Rich, throwing the ball, not just running the ball. On Tennessee side, though, I mean, like, we talked about it every I week. The de- I thought the defense is good in Tennessee. I thought that defense was... Uh, the run defense the run is great. Def- the front seven is great. After that, it's, yeah. it's dicey. <laughs> it's shoddy. And so that's where you, like, last week, Joe Burrow can't throw the ball deep. He doesn't have time to. He can't maneuver in the pocket. So they couldn't take advantage of that defense being so porous. But A. Rich, with his mobility, Shane Sykin's creativity, they can. And so we're hoping to see that. This could be the game that we finally see A. Rich hit a couple of big deep balls. I think that's where you're looking at in this game. But, I mean, on the Tennessee side, are you really looking at anybody? Because I don't want to play anybody in this matchup. Uh, Derrick Henry. I I, I want to okay. play Derrick Henry. I want to play Derrick Henry. I do not want to play any of the pass catchers at all. No Chico Conquo. It's Derrick Henry. And the question is, is the king back? They gave him some volume. That looked fine to me. Hopefully. It looked fine to me, but can you trust it? It's just, it's, it feels like Henry does this every year where he starts out very slow and people, oh, he's dead, he's cooked. And then it's like one spark and then it's just the snowball effect. And I don't think Indianapolis is like a strong run game, run defensive, defensive team. No. Give him the ball. Give the king the ball. Let's let's let Derrick Henry do his thing. What's your gut feel? Does JT play? And if he plays, like we we do this thing where we think it, it's so crazy because we're like, if they play, they're limited. Then they play and they get all the work. What what do you think? Is he play? Is he in or out this week? Is he in or out? I honestly think he probably sits this week, especially against Tennessee. Like if I was Jonathan Taylor, of all the weeks to come back and play, this is not the week you want to come back and play. Like Tennessee's run defense is still phenomenal. So for me, I'm I'm not really inclined to play if I'm Jonathan Taylor, but maybe he does play. And I think at that point, you probably start him because you drafted him so high, but it's not necessarily a good spot for fantasy. You're starting him because he's Jonathan Taylor, not because he's going to score a ton of fantasy points. And I think, but Ray, I think the better question is if JT was starting, but you knew that he was going to be limited in his touches, would you start him in this matchup? Probably. Uh, Probably. Okay. Because yes. at that point, say, I may reconsider. No, because if I'm, I know he's if they limited. Say that, they say all that, all limited, yeah, limited, limited. Yeah, but it's limited. different. It's different. It's not Dave Montgomery because we know that Dave Montgomery's a starter, right? Like, it, it's different because he hasn't been playing football at all. And we know that teams will work these guys back slowly at times. JMO's not expected to just handle all the snaps. He's going to be worked in slowly because he hasn't played football. I don't believe any of that. I, I don't think there is any work in slowly. This is a, this is a business thing. If you're healthy and you're back, you're gonna get you're going to carry the ball. I don't think they're gonna be like, oh, let's let's maybe there'll be certain packages that there's some new install that he doesn't know and they pull him. But if JT is healthy, his limit is like oh, he was limited. He got 17 carries and two passes, two two targets. Like I'm good with that. So I don't think he'll be limited to the point where he gets six touches. Where they're gonna limit him to eight no, touches, but I mean, like at the same point, Zach Moss has been good. So, like to say that Zach Moss isn't dude, gonna play in this game because JT is back, it's, Jay, it's kind of crazy. Uh, Jay, I'm telling, I'm telling, dude, I'm not even. If JT is active and playing, Zach Moss is going to be the backup running back. If JT is active, it ain't no Zach Moss is on the field over Jonathan Taylor, especially if the Colts don't think he'll be back or they that whatever the case may be that that he's gonna. They're going to use him. There's not going to be no Zach Moss. It's going to be JT. So if he's in, I don't care if he's limited. Oh, he's going to be on a pitch count. I'm starting him. I'm firing him up with full confidence. So let's talk about another player who could be on a pitch count. They're talking about all that limited stuff. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Los Angeles Rams. Jay, over under 50 and a half this one is this one of the it's one of the higher totals on the slate this weekend yep second highest i believe all eyes on cooper cup jay 
All eyes on Cooper Cup. What do you think? Gut feel? Is he in or out? Man, I don't know. The, all the reports about Cup are very hard to decipher. McVeigh doing his new podcast, talking about they want him pretty much all the way back. I think they need him realistically, right? Even if he's kind of a decoy in terms of being on the field and getting targets, they probably need him to play in this game. But I think the better thing for the Rams is they don't seem inclined to push him. And I think that's the harder part. So I think Puka's going to be great in this matchup. I think he's in a smash spot, especially playing against the Eagles. You know, I think Tutu could be great. But if Cup starts... I mean, you got to start him, right? You got to start him against the Eagles because there's going to be points in this game. The Eagles defense isn't very good. I think you got to start him, but I don't know if he plays. I think I'm 50-50 on him playing right now. I wouldn't say that I'm for sure banking on him being back this week. All right, Debro says, I don't think Cup plays. If he does, it'll be limited snaps. Um, whew, man, uh, Jay, so absolutely. Puka Nakua. It's going to be interesting to see what Philly does. Does Slay travel? Do, do they travel Slay or do they leave him on the left side? I, I don't know. I if think he's, he's not traveling. I okay. doubt it. All right. Slay's not traveling. So, yeah, Puka Nakua, they'll use him all over the field. You're firing him up. Kyron Williams, this is a strong run defense uh, with Philadelphia. I'm still going to fire up Kyron Williams because you have to. Matthew Stafford, I think you he is more than capable of scoring you fantasy points, voluming that thing into relevancy. Uh, yep. Cooper Cup. Would you start him? You say See, you're starting JT. You well, got to start Cooper Cup, right? Here's the, here's the reason why I, I am more hesitant on Cooper Cup than I am Jonathan. Ain't nothing wrong with that damn JT. Ain't no ankle wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with him. There's no back injury. He said he was held. Ain't nothing wrong with JT besides he wants to get paid. There is something definitely wrong with Cooper Cup. I don't know what that something is. It's, well, it's hamstring. Well, they say it wasn't. They say it's hamstring, but the hamstring, if it was really a grade one, it should not have required as much attention as he got. Should not be this ambiguous of a return. There's a lot of speculation mm. that there are other things going on with Cooper Cup outside of just the the hamstring injury. But I saw videos of him practicing. If he's out there, if you have him, I mean, let me just give you some. Let me just give you some names. Let's put some context to it. Would you sure. rather start Robert Woods or Cooper Cup this week? Cooper Cup. Uh, Jordan Addison or Cooper Cup? Jordan Addison. Garrett Wilson, Cooper Cup. Ooh. Garrett Wilson. Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup. Uh, Cooper Cup. Any of the Broncos receivers, Marvin Mims, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, or Cooper Cup? Maybe Cortland Sutton, but actually he's no, he'll see he'll see sauce. No, 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 no. No, no Broncos receivers this week. No All right, last one, last one. Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. So there you go. I mean, the, you're you're starting him then. I mean, there is no Yeah, you're I think you gotta start you're him. You're firing and, him up at that and point. The main I mean, reason you're firing really him up with confidence. Is, I mean. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing for me really is he's still their best red zone weapon, right? Like even if he's limited. In the red zone, it's the ball's going to Cooper Cup, right? Like, so that's where, you know, you look at someone like Robert Woods, he may volume his way to fantasy relevance, but if I'm just betting on a guy to produce, I will probably go towards Cooper Cup because I think he can score in the red zone, and that's maybe so, all he needs to make his fantasy day. I want to engage with the chat a little bit, man. D-Bro's in the building. Shout out to everything D-Bro's doing with fantasy pros, man. That's my dog. Like, that's my guy. Like, real talk. That's my boy. Um... We were chopping it up uh, texting yesterday, but he said Puka's the truth. Ray G called Puka in February. We stand Puka in these streets. Man, we got to see him up close and personal. Like, I vi day one of the senior bowl, Jay, I'm like, man, he looks really good. Him, Tank He was on Dell. a slip and slide, though. <laughs> he, 
it's crazy. I was texting uh, some folks from the Draft Network. And I was like, man, does Puka look uh, much bigger than what he looked like in February? They say, yeah, Puka's been eating. He did yeah. not. He didn't look that big when we saw him um, in February. But yeah, man, we uh, we have been fans of Puka Nakua. Did not expect something like this to happen, but excited for him. And there was a question: Amon Ra or Puka? Like, if you're Jordan for the season, I'm just telling y'all it's right Amin now. Uh, for seasonally. Oh, I'm taking yeah, Puka Nakua. No, I'm taking Puka over Amon Ra for the re- remainder of the season. Okay. I'm taking Nakua over Amon Ra. I'm taking I'm Dynasty, you can have Amon Ra. Dynasty wide receiver three. Rest of the season, I believe I would take Puka Nakua over Amon Ra. I would. And I would definitely right. start him over him this week. Ooh, yeah, Puka will be good this week. Puka will be good this week. And Puka I, I would encourage anyone week. to listen to my podcast that dropped this morning on DD Radio and just listen to the numbers on Puka Nakua in man versus zone. Vanek pulled the numbers in man versus zone for Puka, and they are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, good plug, too. Go check out Straight to the Bank. Check out all the content on the, on, on, on DD, man. We're, we're doing some... We're doing some dope stuff. Go to DestinationDebbie.com. Matter of fact, because I'm feeling good today, I am going to I'm going to give access to the website so you can play with the tools, read the premium articles. I'm going to do that. Y'all get to check it out for free for the rest of the month. I'll put a promo code in the description of the video after we're done. Like, it'll be in the comments. Use the code. Go over there. You get the rest of the month. to Just check out the tools and everything that we're doing over there. Really good content creators, articles every week. Jay Rich is doing a great job of getting those things scheduled. So just if you want to check it out, I'm I'm going to give it to you. You're here live. You're listening to this. Like you're going to get it for free. So all you have to do is go to the website, punch in the code. Boom, you get access. You can check everything out. My weekly rankings are on there. You can check out the War Machine. You really need mm-hmm. to check that out to kind of look at what your league is doing to help you out uh, for fantasy football. So Philadelphia side, Jay, there's been a lot of chatter about the Eagles starting off slow and not looking too hot. And that very well may be true, but they're still scoring like a top five team despite yep. them not clicking offensively. I mean, Jalen Hurts, Everybody firing up AJ Brown, firing well, up Devontae Smith. Would you fire up Dallas Goddard? I think he's no, the I biggest. Get, I was going to get to Dallas. He's Goddard. the guy, yes. right? You have he's to. The guy. You if you draft, you him, have to. If what? Who are you streaming? Who are you starting? Who's on waivers? Name that you a could guy, start? right? Like I don't the, know. There's, the tight end position is so bad. There's guy like Logan Thomas was on waivers this week, and you could probably find a guy who's on waivers. I don't know if Dallas Goddard is a must start. If you feel more convicted about a guy that's on waivers, I'm okay with it, man. Like for me, Dallas Goddard is not a guy that you have to start every week. I'd say there's what five maybe tight ends you can start every week. If you don't want to start George Kittle this week, I'm not going to be like, oh, you're crazy because maybe he's not going to have a good week. Like there's very few guys. Debro saying play Dallas Goddard. I'm not saying he's a must start. Listen to your people, do your research, do all the things you got to do, but I'm not saying he's a must start because he hasn't been. So I'm not saying you got to do it. I'm not saying you got to do it. If you if you like someone else, then go for it. So you don't like Dallas Goddard. That's what it is. Dallas I'm not Goddard. saying he's not a must start. And and you think about Tyler Higby, who has a much better matchup playing against an Eagles defense that has a lot of lots of tight ends. Maybe you'd prefer to start Tyler Higby in this matchup, especially if Cooper Cup isn't playing in this game, which we may know by Sunday. What up, Joe? She said, hi, DD fam with the pink heart. Joe, what's up, my girl? How you doing, Joe? Good to see you in the building this morning. Marlon said, fire up Goddard and the Puka Troopers in the building. I like that. Puka Troopers. Puka Troopers. Yes, I kind of like that. Puka Trooper. All right, Jay. Cincinnati, Arizona, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase versus... uh. What looks like, don't you hit that sounder. Don't you hit the sounder. For the I Bengals? Think, no, I, I think, I'm with you on Arizona. 
I think this could be a because everybody's counting out Cincinnati. Now watch them go full Cincinnati. Watch them look like Cincinnati this week. Somehow, some way, over under forty four and a half. Full panic mode right now on Joe Burrow, Jay. If he loses this game, they fall to one and four. They've already dropped, I think, two games inside of the division. Um, yep, Cleveland two, two, and Baltimore. Cleveland and Baltimore. They've lost two division games. This would, would put them at one and five. Can you just vibe with me for a minute? What if they were so bad this year? They shut down. They lose this game. They get foot put in them by Arizona. They go ahead and shut Burrow down for a little bit. And they end up with another top five pick. Can you imagine the hysteria? They get they, Marv. That would be so unfair. That would be so unfair. That would all be so I'm, unfair. All I'm saying is it's, not, it's not, right? it like, is not outside the realm of possibility, Jay. What would it, just hypothetically speaking, what would happen? Dynasty community, what would they do? Cincinnati oh, are you ends up with they, Marvin Harrison Jr., with Burrow, with Chase. What, what, what? They'd all be in the top 10 in ADP, every single one of them. Because we know that Cincinnati can support two wide receivers. We've seen that. Right, Chase's value isn't going anywhere because of Marv. There's no way, and Burrow's value would what, go up yes. like crazy. Here go or Brock Bowers. That's probably the more realistic one. Brock Bowers to Cincinnati. I don't know. I, I like for me, it's the receivers that move the needle. It's not Bowers would be great for Burrow. Um, I don't know, man. But I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with Bowers because you know what, Ray. I think that Jatavian Sanders is the tight end one in the class. I really do. Oh, I really boy. do, man. I'm not saying that oh, that's boy. for sure, but I'm I'm kind of on the JT train right now. I'm kind of on the JT train. I've been on and the JT train. I've been on I know the JT you have. train. You, you got me I on the train. JT. You brought he my is, attention. And he's probably the most he's probably the most complete tight end in the class. There, and he's, he's not probably, six foot two. He's not okay. the same size as Earl so, Smith Jr. So let me ask and you. And that's let, my problem with okay. Bowers. Do you think we could potentially have a Kincaid Laporta situation because remember the narrative on those yes. two going in was yes. Sam Laporta is the most complete tight end, but Kincaid is the better well, receiver. What about Mayer option. though? Remember Mayer was the one, right? Well, the one, that, well, once, the producer, got, right? Well, by by the time we got to the, the to rookie draft time, that was out. Like we were like, all right, yeah. no, thank you. It's Kincaid. It's Laporta. Uh, it's Laporta. It's Kincaid. But can we have another situation where? JT is the most complete tight end. Bowers is the more dynamic receiving weapon, but JT is a beast. That's all I'm going to say. He is, I think there will be people who say he's tight end one. He ain't my tight end one, but he's very, very good, man. He's very, very good. And that's when it comes down, when the size comes out and people see that Bowers is like a little bit undersized, I think that's when things could sway away from him a little bit. Not to say that that should happen or that's fair. But these are how these things go. If you're six foot two and like 230 pounds at tight end, you're not going to be tight end one more likely than not. Puka Nukems, they're just going off with the Puka Nukem. I'm going to get some of this stuff on a shirt. It's just Puka stuff. Now they're Brock Power, Brock Tower. Y'all are wild. Neighbors, neighbors. We got to do a college show. We will do, we'll do a college football preview thing or just kind of um, an update, a state of the 24 class. Sure, that Franklin, might be a fun baby, show. Go. That might be a fun show. I might just do a state of the 24 class. That way we could talk about all these players because I, I can't tell y'all, right? All I'll say is the wide receiver class is good between Malik Neighbors, Keon Coleman, Roma Dunze, Xavier Worthy, Emeka Ibuka, Leggett from South Carolina. I mean, this is Marv. the wide... The, uh, I didn't even, there's no <laughs> point even. AD Mitchell from Texas. The receiver yep. class is freaking. Troy Franklin, low yep. dead. Loaded wide receiver class this year. Running back class, yuck.
Yuck, 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 yuck. And QB class, right? Senior Bowl going to be crazy. Dude, the class is awesome outside of running backs. O line help. All right. Arizona side of the ball, Jay. Arizona side of the ball. I've got to give a shout out. I am very big, man. It's very near and dear to me. That's why I do push so hard for people to show support to Destination Debbie because I do understand how difficult it is as an independent sort of creator to to be able to put shit together to pay people, to get people on board to do dope content. So I always support independent, like, kind of entrepreneurs. Josh Dobbs, man, I purchased some of the Josh Dobbs merch. Like, I've been watching his little videos, and I like these Astro hats. So this is a Josh Dobbs hat. I got one of the Astro shirts, man. Like, I like supporting. So shout out to Josh Dobbs, who will never watch this video, who won't ever see it. But uh, support, man, support good people doing good shit. Like whether whether it's a bakery business, a fantasy business, support good people. Y'all got $10 to buy a hat or $10 to subscribe to a website. Like just do it, man. It's not that much. But shout out to uh, Josh Dobbs. And he's also playing very good football right now, yeah, Jay Rich. I know the Arizona Cardinals are one in three, but I'll continue to say uh, they are inspiring a lot of confidence for me to go trade for a player like Kyler Murray. I like what they are doing offensively. It seems yep. like they've got a good plan in place. They're not going to win a bunch of games this year, but they do not look... Who looks more incompetent, the Giants or the Cardinals? It ain't even close, right? Not close. It looks close. like the Giants don't the even Giants know what they're the doing. And the Giants beat the Cardinals. And they beat the Cardinals. It doesn't even look like they know what they're doing. So yep. I'm excited for Josh Dobbs. I think this is a matchup you could play him. You're starting yep. Hollywood Brown. You're starting James Conner. Question yep. is, are you starting Michael Wilson and or one of the top, uh, Zach Ertz? Are you doing anything with Ertz or Michael Wilson? I don't think I want to this week with Wilson, okay. but... It feels like it's coming. It's right there. He's he's getting closer and closer to it. Still only got about like a 15% target share, which is not good. So need to see him get utilized a little bit more. But Hollywood Brown, been talking about him for two weeks, Jay. One of the bigger buys for me over the past couple of weeks. Talked about him on the Trinity Report. Um, it just continues to go up for him. Very good yep. in the air yard share. Yards per route run, very good. Target share is there. So I think you can fire up those guys with confidence in a game where Cincinnati's only favored by two and a half points at home. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're on the road though. They're they're in Arizona. Oh, they're on the road. So, they're in Arizona. Okay. Yeah, so so they are on the road. But yeah, favored by two and a half points. Like legit, Ray. We, and I talked about this with Vanek too. I don't even know how Cincinnati's favored in this game. Like I really don't. I think Gannon's gonna have a phenomenal game plan ready in this game. I think the defense has been super underrated. A team that literally sent Isaiah Simmons away for absolutely nothing. Everyone crapped all over them. And what happens? Their defense is actually pretty good and playing good football. The offense as well, playing good football. You can't say that about Cincinnati. They're allowing a ton of points. They can't run the ball. They can't throw the ball at all. You know, we talked about, you know, the Patriots defense just sitting way up front, keeping the safeties low, keeping the corners tight. You do the same thing to the Bengals, and you're going to beat them. That's exactly what Tennessee did, and the Bengals couldn't do anything. I think the same game plan for Arizona. I think they can win this game pretty easily. Yeah, Jackie, that's a no. Like, I'm all for if you want to sell Amon Ra and you want to tear down, but uh, I need more than Romeo Dobbs, right? I need, I need for me, if he's Dynasty wide receiver three, I need like a Brandon Ayuk. I need something like that. I don't need Romeo Dobbs. I need something much better if you're going to tear down. So, uh, Jay, anything else from this game? I'm with D, bro. I think Chase is going off. Like, I, I think I think Chase yeah, is go going off. off in this match. But do they win? 
even if he goes off. Do we care in fantasy? I don't care. But no one's you, benching Chase, though. Like, Chase is going to get his targets. I'm just saying, I think he's going to go off. I think he's going to have a great game. I think I think he's going to yeah. have a fantastic matchup in this one. So, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Minnesota Vikings, 53 points, Jay. My goodness. Huge total. 53 Huge. in this one. My goodness. All right. Huge total. Mm. Mm. Who are we starting, Ray? Who are we starting? We're starting everybody? Um... I'm starting everybody. I'm starting Pacheco. What is wait, starting but here's Kelsey. the thing. What does everybody mean in Kansas City? What does everybody? I, so the guy that I, I I am starting in a few leagues is Rasheed Rice. Um, we've talked about it. How we're not so sold on Sky Moore. Um, we know the D Bros in the chat, but it seems like Rasheed Rice can take his job sooner rather than later. McKinnon is kind of a maybe, but I I was really happy with what I saw from Pacheco last week. I think you can definitely start him in this matchup because the running game for Minnesota is not good. I think that Mahomes will have a bounce back game. Kelsey's going to have a big game this week against this terrible defense. You're starting Hawkinson, starting Jefferson, and I am starting Addison as well. I think the two that people would be hesitant to start would be Rasheed and would be Addison after his gooser last week. I would not be starting. I don't think KJ Osborne, if I can help it, but I think he will be okay. He'll still see some targets for sure. All right. Uh, what about the other side? Kansas City. Kansas I think City. for me, it's just it's just Rasheed. That's the only it's one I Rasheed? trust. Yeah. I don't think I want to start MVS unless you really have to. Um, I don't think I want to start Sky. Absolutely I'm obviously starting not. Kelsey Absolutely and Pacheco. Not. McKinnon is kind of like a maybe. I just don't think they need McKinnon in this matchup. And that's why I, necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily do that. But I would start Rice. I really do. I think he's going to be great in this game. All right, Jay. What's the next game that we got um, on tap for the week? What about Cam Akers? What do you think about Cam Akers? No. Okay. No. Not right. against the Chiefs defense. No. All right. I uh, am I am mildly, mildly excited oh, you're for the excited. Jets and Denver. You're excited. I am mildly excited for the Jets and Denver. Oh, yeah. We've been waiting Wilson, for this game. Garrett Wilson, baby. We save him to the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of that air horn. Really, it's Brees Hall. I want to see Brees Hall dominate the Denver defense. I want to yeah. see Garrett Wilson just get volumed to death. I would like to see yeah. that. Um, and uh, the drama between the Jets and the Broncos. Let's get some of that drama, baby. Yeah, there will be a lot of talking ahead of this game. I'm sure there'll be a couple scuffles pregame, hopefully a fight or two during the game. I think the funny part about it is, is that uh, the Denver Broncos team does not believe in Sean Payton right now. So I'm curious, do they actually Dude, go to bat for their coach? Let me ask you, how bad... How bad of a coaching job is this right now going on in Denver? Is it the players? Is it Sean Payton? I don't know if, and I'll just say this, and we, we got to move on. If anybody, if y'all have not listened to the Club Shay Shay podcast episode with Shannon Sharp and Marshawn Lynch, I highly encourage you to do that. Listening to Lynch talk about teammates' feelings about Russell Wilson, and Lynch ain't like, he, yeah. he's keep, he is keeping it very 100 on there. It's a... Uh, I, I'm. I, I'll be very interested to hear what the locker room feels about old Russell Wilson, man. But neither here nor there. You're firing up Brees Hall. You are going to start Garrett Wilson. You are reluctantly starting the Broncos wide receivers. Jay, I'm not touching a tight end. It's just sudden for me. Yeah, like, I, I, don't, I, I don't. I. I can't start Mims. I can't start Judy. Uh, Judy only played 65% of snaps last week in a game that they desperately needed to win. So that's kind of concerning already. He's losing snaps to Mims, losing snaps to Brandon Johnson. Like, what are we doing? I uh, thank God Sean Payton is an offensive coach because they are at least putting up points. But I think in this matchup against this Jets defense will be very tough. Brees Hall supposedly not on a snap count anymore. Wait a minute, and wait a minute, wait a minute, defense. wait a minute. They traded a first for Payton. I forgot that they, they traded a first for Sean 
They traded for Sean Payton. They didn't just sign him and pay him all this money. They traded for for uh, Sean Payton. So we shall see, but it is not looking so good Joe, for this team. Uh, pr- appreciate it. Joe's talking about the Trinity show. She said it makes total sense to focus on those three metrics. And listen, there are other things that you can look at, right? Like those are just from... For people who aren't spreadsheet warriors, which I'm not, like those three, the air yard share slash yards per route run, target share, and then doing something. Even last night when I'm watching DJ Moore run after the catch, I'm like, that's Trinity right there. That's what you want. You want to see your receivers do those things. You could factor in QB efficiency. There's some other things. But if you just look at those three and think about them in buckets, and we're actually working on a Trinity score that could just spit it out very easy for us. So we're working on that right now. But appreciate everybody out there that that watches that and appreciates appreciates that deep dive into the numbers, Jay. But let's wrap this thing up talking about Dallas and San Francisco. 45 Big point game, over Ray. under. Big game. Big game. Should I do it? Should no, I do it? don't do it, Ray. Don't do it. Man. Should I do it? Don't do Turn it. Turn the music off, man. Turn the music off. All right. Uh, San Francisco and Dallas, Sunday Night Football, eyes on Dak. I think this is a big game. This is a big game, in my opinion, for Brock Purdy. For it's one not, team. It's it's a big game. No, it's it's a big game for Brock Purdy. It's This is a huge game. Like, it's not like these are two of the best teams in the NFL, two of the best defenses in the NFL. But this, for me, is a big game for Brock Purdy because this is his opportunity to show against an elite defense because there's still a lot of people out there. I just don't know. I just don't know. Here you go. Go make it happen, Brock. He goes – I've said this a couple of times, Jay. I believe that he is the cheapest top 12 quarterback that you can get. Like in Dynasty right now. He is by far probably the cheapest one. We went to the top 12. He's by far the cheapest. He's the cheapest one. If he lights up Dallas, that whatever you could buy him at today, it's going to be marked up by 40% after after yeah. Sunday night if he plays well. Even if he doesn't play well, I don't think he's going to play bad enough to where people are like, oh my God, can he be the starter? This could be the final buy window for a player like Brock Purdy. I want to see Tony Pollard play better. He's getting a lot of volume, but it's just... For somebody who said he could be the RB1 overall, you got to do a lot more than what he's doing right now to be RB1 overall. Brandon Cooks has done jack shit for us on the other side of, 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 of C.D. Lamb. This is mm-hmm. the first time, Jay, I don't know if you know, but the first time in like two and a half years that Dallas will have their starting five back. Everybody, Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin, and Terrence Steele, all available for the offensive line. Somehow they got healthy for this game. Somehow they got healthy for this one. But I am excited for this one. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, who is not my RB1 on the week. Jay, talk about the game. What? Talk about the game. This is going to be rough. I feel really bad for Dak Prescott because, once again, he has to go into San Francisco where he has struggled, hasn't played overly well. This for me is it's Dak Prescott watch. You could say it's about Brock Purdy, and I do agree with everything you're saying. If he lights up this Cowboys defense, it will mean good things for him. Now, I do think that Micah being potentially banged up could be a problem for the Cowboys because they play significantly worse when Micah is not at 100%. But the Niners are just so good. Like there's there's no reason to believe that the Cowboys are going to light up this Niners defense. Niners defense is so talented. You want to see Tony Pollard thrive? Well, good luck with that with this Niners defense. Fred Warner's going to absolutely cover the crap out of him. We've seen Fred Warner cover CeeDee Lamb right up the seam. Blanket him, which is insane. So, 
you talk about Brock Purdy. I think he's going to be great in this game against this Cowboys defense. They are going to blitz him. They're going to pressure him. But look what happened against the Giants. Dude just lit up the Giants. And the Giants are bad, to be fair. Cowboys will put up a better fight than they will. But I think we've seen that when you blitz Brock Purdy, he can still succeed. So if Dan Quinn wants to do that, he may pay the price because everyone is healthy. Everyone is available. This is a three and a half point spread. And a lot of people are taking Dallas race. So feel good about that. A lot of people are taking Dallas to cover the spread. They think this is a three-point game. It's going to happen more likely than not, but I'm definitely taking San Francisco in this matchup. I think they cover. I think they win by 10 points because I do believe the turnovers are going to come up for Dak Prescott this week. It's going to be very tough against the Steiners defense, and I think that Dak's going to have his work cut out for him. Even with that offensive line back, doesn't mean they make it through the whole game because we know they're going to be after him all game long and put a lot of pressure on that offensive line. All right, Jay. That's the slate. That's the that's the slate. That's the show. It's 830. It's show 300. I got to get to work. We got to go. I appreciate everybody tapping in, being here this week with Destination Devi. Make sure you check the link in the description. It'll be like in the pinned comment things for the uh, okay. the promo code for uh, for the website for y'all to check What's it out. What's the promo code going to be? Huh? Let's say it. What's be the, the promo going to be? Uh, I don't know. You make it Astro. It's on the hat. There we go. Astro. That's what it'll be. It'll be Astro. A-S-T-R-O in all caps. So just uh, give Jay Rich a little bit of time. We'll set that up and then uh, yeah. y'all can check out all the stuff. But we appreciate everybody being here. Uh, Mitch and I will be doing Breakfast and Bets tomorrow. There's a college football show. It drops on the DD Radio feed. Jeff Mueller's Injury Podcast. Are you doing uh, it tomorrow or Sunday? Doing what? The Sunday. Breakfast and Bets show. Because you Sunday. did say it's tomorrow. You know what sure. I, you know, y'all know what I mean. The next sure. time we do the stream, it is on Sunday. We'll do the Breakfast and Bed show. And then on Monday, make sure y'all wake y'all asses up. Appreciate everybody being here. Y'all have a fantastic weekend. And we'll see y'all later. We out. Peace. Peace.